Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Hi, and welcome back. Attorney Steve Vondran here. Welcome to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. All right. Some more general information for you. We like to keep my clients informed, business and intellectual property. So we're seeing more and more these days, these domain disputes, UDRP. And it makes sense. If you think about all the domains out there in the big giant world, uh, just for example, go to GoDaddy and you can buy like any domain. You can buy .coms, .net, .biz, .io, .me, .this, .everything, you know. And so what happens, is, and, and so if you combine that with the, the, the fact that anybody can start a company from anywhere in the world, there's like, what, five, six, seven billion people. If you think about that, the... the um, opportunity for trademark disputes is gigantic. I mean, if you think about it, and we're seeing just more and more of this these days, and I think this is really just gonna just going to get even bigger because they keep releasing new domain extensions. People are popping up companies. They may interfere with your company. And add to that, everybody's selling on the internet. Everybody has a website. So um, with Google and other things, when you type in ABC software company, there's 10 companies coming up. So now you have a real problem managing your domain, your trademark, and your brand. So um, I wanted just to give you an overview of that and then talk a little bit about the UDRP process. What happens when you have a dispute and you have another company... I get requests sometimes, just got one the other day, somebody said, well, can I put another company out of business? They're, in, uh, they're running something real similar to mine. Can I just put them out of business? Well, it's not always that easy to say, oh, yeah, just go for it. You know, there's, uh, the law is dealing with these competing interests where somebody's got a, a legitimate company, you've got a legitimate company, everybody's selling on the internet, and it's just getting confusing. But a UDRP is where somebody has a domain that is confusingly similar to yours or identical to your trademark. The domain is identical, and it's causing consumer fusion, brand confusion. And let's say if you have someone now, remember. That's one of the factors in a UDRP. You also have to show that they registered it in bad faith. That's not always easy if they have a um, competing company that's really it's really a company, and that they have no legitimate interest in the domain, no legitimate rights. They're not putting it to any legitimate use. Not a bona fide offering of goods and sales. I mean, and that can be hard. So, but if a UDRP, if you're thinking of bringing that, it's way better than a federal court lawsuit. Quicker, cheaper more effective. We just got one settled pretty quick. Um, the the uh, cyber squatter came forward and, you know, we pointed out the full, foolhardiness in uh, the registrations and we get it settled. So the UDRP can be a great way to go to uh, protect your domains and to protect your brand and to protect and enforce your trademarks. So what is the process? What is the process? Well, as I just mentioned, if you can meet all three of those elements, 
the uh, trademark is confusingly similar, the uh, domain is confusingly similar or identical to your trademark, registered in bad faith, and no legitimate entry. Now, you have to prove all three as the complainant, as they're called. You have to be able to prove all three. If you can't prove all three, if you're not sure, get yourself a domain name lawyer, talk to them, don't be the fool. If you file something, there are consequences. If you file a a uh, wrongful UDRP domain dispute with, let's say, WIPO, the World Intellectual Property Association, or NAF, the National Arbitration Forum in Minnesota, um, you know, you could be found to be a reverse domain name hijacker. I mean, that's kind of like a stain and a blotch on you, especially if you're an IP lawyer and you're filing something like that. It's, it's somewhat despicable, actually, but... Anyway, um, so you want to avoid those kinds of filings, things like that, that are, that are really not going to serve you well. So if you have all three and you can prove them, a domain dispute is better, quicker, cheaper than federal court. A federal court case, and believe me, uh, I've been in a, what, over 250 federal court cases, believe me. They move slow. They move like a turtle. They're expensive. Takes forever just to uh, kind of get into the discovery phase of a lawsuit. UDRPs are quick. You file them. Now, you can choose who you want. I think most the stats show most people go with WIPO. I like WIPO, World Intellectual Property Organization, World Intellectual Property Organization in Geneva, Switzerland. Everything's done online. It's all digital. It's decided on the briefs, as we say. But you, you would file a complaint, typically about 1500 to get a panel member. If you want three panel members, we'll do other podcasts explaining how to analyze when you want one versus when you want three. But it's $1,500, let's say, plus your legal fees to prepare the complaint. But you basically, just like a lawsuit, you compare the, you prepare the, prepare the complaint, your attachments, your exhibits, uh, which prove, help you prove your case. And those are called annex, by the way. Uh, I don't always love the word, but it's called annex. Like you say, please see, attach annexes. You know, I always, but anyway, they're called annex. So if you can prove the three factors, you file the complaint, the annex, pay the fee, serve it on, serve it on uh, WIPO. Let's say you're going with WIPO as opposed to NAF. And there's others for about four other ones and, you know, across the world, but uh, those are the main main ones for the United States uh, trademark holders. But you pay the fee, and then what happens is you serve it on the registrar. Say the registrar is GoDaddy, okay, where I get all my domains. I have over 700 domains. i got to start dumping some. My wife's going to go crazy. But I love, I love buying domains. They're $8, low investments. And I've actually sold and made some made some pretty good money on some on some things. So I enjoy it. It's kind of a fun pastime of mine. So anyway, but you serve it on the registrar and say the registrar here is uh, GoDaddy. GoDaddy's involved in a lot of them. Not that they're the only registrar. There's literally hundreds of them. But um, GoDaddy's in uh, Tempe, Arizona. So you serve uh, you serve Weepo, let's say you serve GoDaddy. If the person is a private registrant with Cyber Squatters, you see this all the time. Uh, the Cyber Squatter thinks that oh, I got I've got domains by proxy, or I got uh, in, in which is just a GoDaddy uh, product, and and I have private registration. Nobody will know it's me. I'll register the domain and then I'll make millions of dollars once the brand owner finds out. Now, that's the mentality of a Cyber Squatter, and and you know. Again, there is a law, a federal law against this, ACPA, the Anti-Consumer 
Cyber Squatting Protection Act. So, you know, ACPA has damages and, you know, things, and it can get pretty high and also has a, a provision for reverse domain name hijacking, what we call RDNH. But anyway, if you file that and the cyber squatter is private, guess what? They get unmasked. The, the registrar, per the UDRP policy, which is the Uniform Domain Resolution Policy, uh, everybody signs it when they get a domain, when they buy a domain, they agree to this policy. Um, it's the UDRP policy approved by ICANN. And, um, and uh, so that, that's what they agree to. So they agree to be unmasked. And then once they're unmasked, you can try to negotiate a deal with them. You can tell them, hey, well, you know, uh, sign this settlement agreement, which should be prepared by an intellectual property lawyer like ours. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and you basically can get the case resolved. With WIPO, if you can get it resolved quick enough, you may be able to get a partial refund. Okay, so that's why WIPO is nice. So at any rate, the, the person is unmasked. If they want to fight it, if they look at the evidence and say, I can beat them on prong one or prong two or prong three, because all they have to do is prevail on one of the three prongs, and uh, you don't get their domain. If, you, if you're the complainant and you can prove all three prongs, you get the domain. Okay, it's that simple. Gets re- it just gets sent to you. Okay. Um, if they want to fight it, they have a response time, typically 20 days. Uh, typically, there's a four-day extension period if they need a little extra time. It's not much. So they would file their response. And now, now Attorney Steve tip here, if you're an attorney filing these things, be detailed up front, okay? There is a thing known as supplemental pleadings, but I wouldn't rely on them, okay? Because they don't have to hear them in WIPA we're talking, okay? They do not have to hear them. So put your best foot forward in your initial pleading. Get your attachments, your annex as they call them. Get them lined up. Make sure you have made your case. And don't go crazy on the page numbers. Don't go crazy on the attachments. They do have file size limits, by the way. I think it's 50 megabytes, um, which is a lot. But um, anyway, so after that, the the uh, after all the pleadings are in, the panel, whether it's a one-member panel or a three-member panel, now they can be um, trademark attorneys or they can be retired judges, things like that. They will render a decision, and the decision will let you know if you, as a complainant, if you get the domain, or as the respondent, if you made your case, you get to keep your domains. So that's really how it goes. And then, of course, from there, there's appeals processes, or somebody can say, well, look, I'm just going to, you know what, I'm going to take it to federal court, and that's that. we'll we'll take it to the next level. Again, expensive, time-consuming, you know, you better be in for a... You better be in for a fight if you're going to federal court. That's about all I can tell you. So, um, but that's kind of a general overview. This is not legal advice or substitute for legal advice, but that's a general overview of how it works. And if you end up going to federal court, um, there is no deference. Uh, there is the uh, federal court judge is not bound by the UDRP decision, just so you know. They're not bound by it. So it's basically your case starts all over. Now, if somebody's engaged in, like, let's say, malicious prosecution or they were were found to be a reverse domain name hijacker, well, you're going to have to point that out. And so there's going to have to be some measure where the court's looking at that just to 
uh, just to say, yeah, I, I see what's going on here. But um, that's a general overview. If you need help with a domain dispute, you know where to find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com, the first name in legal services. That's my registered trademark as well. Both of those are. Attorney Steve is a registered trademark, so is first name in legal services. So anyway, I hope that's been helpful. If you like this, go ahead and feel free to share it. I know it's it's copyrighted material, but I don't mind sharing. I like the knowledge economy where we're sharing and doing things with each other. So that's a UDRP process. And if you need help with a domain dispute, UDRP, WIPO, trademark lawsuit, attorneysteve.com. I got to run. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.